It's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Alright, rolling along here on this Thursday afternoon. Brian Higgins along with you here. Glad to be here today. Or you know, it's been a minute, you know, with the, the big Monday game, you, you get kind of marooned on an island between basketball games. So there hasn't been one in a few days, and there's not one again until Saturday, but we are looking forward to getting uh, to the one on a Saturday, the second meeting this year between Syracuse and Boston College. This one will be out in Chestnut Hill, and with that, we bring on former BC star, their current color analyst on their uh, radio broadcast, Donya Abrams. Donya, welcome in, and uh, thanks for hopping on for a few minutes today. Yeah, no, thanks. It's always a pleasure to... Uh beat up on Syracuse. <laughs> See, that's the good... Now, that's a good old Big East vibe I'm feeling from you. I know it's the ACC now down here. That, that felt to me, that felt like a good Big East comment from like 30 years back. No, always. Great rivalries. You know, I have the utmost respect for Syracuse and what uh, Coach Beheim and his uh, former players and future players are doing there now. So, you guys have built a, uh, a juggernaut over there. You know, you know. I wanted to ask you about this, and we, we can start with this today. You know, your memories of those Cuse BC games back in the day, because you know when you were there, it was one of the the top eras of uh, BC history. And you know, Red Autry is here now. You played against uh, him a lot on the staff, and Lawrence Moton, and you know, John Wallace, and guys like that. What what were those Cuse BC games like back in the early nineties? Yeah, I mean they they were they were physical wars. <laughs> you know, with a little bit of finesse. Um, you know you. You know, Red Archery is a, you know, great coach, so proud of what he's doing right now um, with you guys there. But, you know, guys that don't know Red, he was a fierce competitor. Um, you know, Lawrence Moten speaks for himself. You know, this could score in all three levels. And, and then John Wallace, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, John was just a, a terrific player who uh, can beat you from the outside but loved coming down dunking on everyone. But um, I just remember com- competing, you know, it was always battles, you know, it's it, that unorthodox zone that, that no one can figure out. Um, it's kind of like you have to get trapped to get open shots. So, you know, we had some success about with them. Um, I always loved playing against Syracuse and at the Dome. And, and to me, you know, the Dome is still one of my favorite places, top two places to play in college basketball. All right, so, uh, you know, you, you look back on BC, and, you know, you played for Jim O'Brien, Gary Williams before that, Al Skinner after that had great success. And you talk about competing. It feels like this year, Donye, that BC is getting back to, like, legit competing in these games. You know, second year uh, now that for Earl Grant in charge of the program. Are you starting to feel the vibe changing around there this year? Yeah, absolutely. The culture's changing. Um you know, nothing against the other coaches from before. Everyone had their own culture, but but right now it's just uh, you know it's it's it it goes up and down. You know, it's like the stock market with uh with college hoops. It's <laughs> you just don't know what what you're going to get sometimes. But but I think Coach Grant and his staff are doing a tremendous job of just getting these kids to play 40 minutes. And and when you realize how hard you really have to play at the collegiate level, especially at the ACC level. Um, you can't take any possessions off. Um, so we are enjoying some of the success that's been going on up there, and uh, you know, hopefully we can uh, 
continue to get to where you guys are, you know, getting to the tournament year in after year. Yeah, well, Syracuse fans are hoping to say that, <laughs> too, again here after that. You guys, you know what I love about Syracuse? You guys always talk this stuff in the beginning. Oh, we're this, uh-huh. we're that. And, and then at the end of the day, you go 12-8 and eight in league play, you'll have 10 non-conference wins, and you're always right there getting to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I know that is the case more often than not, but, uh, man, you, you should hear how we talk about it during the week, uh, Donye. It's, uh, you know, we, we can be a little grumpy about about stuff around here, and we'll see if the Arch can get back in that mix uh, this year. It was, it was funny. We were just talking about Louisville earlier. They're, they're two and nineteen this year. We're here talking about a thirteen and ten Syracuse team. It feels like we're almost discussing the two teams like in the same the same realm, right? That that that's how it happens when you're when you're in it every day. Well, you know what? That's what happens when you're accustomed to winning and you set, you know, certain standards on the program, which is nothing wrong with that. And, you know, and, and that's what we're aspiring to, to get to back at BC. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, Syracuse has definitely owned the Eagles the last, I want to say, four or five years. Can't remember the last time we beat you guys. It's been like nine in a row, ten in a row. Yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. So... But, so the odds are in our chance then this weekend, huh? Well, I, I, I say that, but man, you guys have been playing a lot better late. You know, Tuesday night I'm sitting there and I'm uh, I'm flipping back and forth. You guys were playing that grinder with Clemson and at the exact same time was just a, a kooky shootout between Virginia Tech and Miami and both are coming down the stretch at the same time. And, and you know, I'm watching the emotion that's going on in Chestnut Hill and the way the way the Eagles closed it out against Clemson. You know, it wasn't a high-scoring game down yet, but that was a really impressive last few minutes, the way the Eagles closed it out on Tuesday night. No, it was it was a gutty win uh, by the Eagles. Um, you know, I give Clemson um, the utmost respect. Um, I think they're one of the most not-respected teams in the nation. I mean, you know, what they're doing, they're 10-2 in the ACC right now. And, you know, they have scores, they play well, they move the ball well, and, and they're tough. And let's face it, you know, Coach Grant comes from that the Clemson pedigree. He was there with uh, with Coach Brownwell, Brownwell, Brownell, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, and they, they, they learn. They just play tough defense and, and, and get after it. And the Eagles held them to, I think, 31%. Um, you know, and, and only held Clemson to 54 points when they're averaging 74 points on the year. So it was definitely a defensive uh, masterpiece, um, and 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 the guys are gaining confidence. You know, we I thought that we had a minimal chance because Demar Langford was out. You know, one of our um, key players, but mm-hmm. that's what happens when one man's down, the next person steps up, and and I can't believe it. With Demar out of the lineup, the Eagles are four and zero. Uh, yeah, I'd say his brother's playing all right, right? And uh, Makai Ashton Langford, uh, when you look at him, uh, what, what kind of seasons he's having? It feels like every night you're turning on and seeing a guy that's, you know, putting out 14, 15, 16 points. Yeah, you know, the, the thing about Makai is that he's going to give you 110% no matter what, whether he's healthy or not. You know, last year, just to t- talk about the type of toughness this kid had, he played all year last year with a torn ligament in his hand, um, had it taped up every game, looked like a football player out there, but he was still giving it all and not complaining at all. So I'm just real happy for what uh, Makai has uh, accomplished in his career because in the beginning, he wasn't a scorer. You know, they, there was a lot of saying, oh, he had an attitude problem, but he had a winning problem. He just hates losing. So when you have guys that just want to go out there and compete and make winning plays, you have to – Sometime go with the bat if they're making a turnover or two there because you know they'll make it up at the end of the game. Yeah, that's a that's a fact, and you know he did. He made it up at the end of the game <laughs> the last time and made some. <laughs> what do you have? I think he had six steals uh, against Clemson the other day, so he was making plays that 
at both yeah, ends of the court. Donye Abrams, uh, BC, uh, BC great and current BC uh, color analyst is our guest. And you know the, these teams played in the dome uh, back on New Year's Eve afternoon, and that was a game. You know BC had a hot start, but the Orange pulled away late and. And won it by 14. Uh, the thing that stands out, though, I remember, you know, previous years, Quinton Post has had some big games against the Orange. He'd been out with a foot injury. That that was literally his first game back. I, I don't know what you'd expect out of a guy in a first game back. Well, where is he now, Donye, a month later that, you know, maybe he wasn't quite ready to be that day? Uh, well, I don't know if you've seen, but Q, QP has been, uh, Quinton Post has been playing the uh, best basketball of his uh, career, the uh I would say the last four or five games. Um, I mean, he's shooting the three ball well. Um, he's making free throws. And he just looks like a confident player down there that, that wants the ball, but also is, you know, getting his teammates better. Um, I mean, just for him to come back for his first game, I mean, he played you guys up there at the Dome, you know, played 17 minutes, still had eight points, you know, uh, four rebounds. You know, that's, that's, that's good. You know, you, you, you double that 26 minutes, that's 16 and 8. You know, you add another 13 if he played 39 minutes, looking at 24 and 12. So, he's you know, he's a guy that, that basically the Eagles have missed the first, you know, 12, 15 games. But now having him back is a complete different team. And now teams are really seeing what uh, Coach Grant and his uh, staff can do with a uh, a seven-footer that can also score, but also be a rim protector. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned shooting the three. I mean, it's not that he didn't shoot the three last year. He took about one per game, but it, it was not a a huge thing. It feels like he's taking what is he? He's taking two or three per game this year. It looks like he's making one a game. How, how much does that stretch out the defense when you got the seven-footer outside ready to let it fly? Oh, it's hard. You know that now that unless the other guards post up, but you know when you play that unorthodox. I hate zone that Syracuse plays. It takes a lot of that out of it. Um, but no, he's he's definitely a guy that um, loves to compete. And now that he's out there shooting the three, it's going to give BC another option against that zone where he can step out and knock down the three. Let me ask you this, Donye, and you know I like getting you know people that follow teams around their perspective on the whole league. And we had Luke Han- Hancock of ACC Network on just a a little bit ago, and we were we were talking about this. You know, usually in this league, there's, and you know, Virginia's pretty good this year, Clemson's pretty good, but it doesn't feel like there's a, a dominant team out there. What, what are you feeling as we head toward the ACC tournament? Like, it, it feels like a large volume of teams are going to show up in Greensboro in a month and say, yeah, let's go win the tournament, where in most years, you know, teams will say that, but that, that's not realistic as it might be this year. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, not to use this word lightly, like parody, I just think with the transfer portal and every year it's like a team has like a juco team you really don't know who or what you're getting and you have to get new guys in there to learn your system and then by time conference plays come everyone's you know into it everyone knows what their roles and and it's and it's great ball but i you know i I think everyone's saying right now you know the acc is you know probably the seventh best power seven school or five fifth best power five school all I'm saying is this, every year in the ACC, there's, there's teams that make it to the Sweet 16, to the Elite Eight, and compete for the national championship every year or make it to the Final Four. So they always talk about it, but we always wind up there with certain teams. Now, the, the traditional teams, you know, UNC's, Dukes, uh, you know, that, that usually are always at the top or having, you know, off years, but, but they're still right there in the hunt, you know, with a, they can go down to Greensboro and, and win the ACC championship. Um, they can get into the tournament and make a run. 
And the good thing about it is that once you play 20 ACC games, you're tired of seeing everyone inside the league. So they feel a kind of breath of fresh air to go play against some other conferences when they hit the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and we saw that last year, right? Like the league was, oh, what's this league going to do? And then it had half the Final Four, and <laughs> Miami was sitting there in the Elite Eight and easily could have been in the Final Four right. Uh, uh, right. last year. All right, Tanya, last thing for you. So second meeting this year, Houston, BC. What, what do you think this game comes down to on Saturday? Joseph Girard. He's a he's a BC killer. I mean, you know, the guy plays almost forty minutes a game, um, and and I think whenever he plays against the Eagles, his eyes light up. I mean, first time he played, he had twenty four points. Um, I think uh, Judah Mintz has uh, basically established himself as the second leading scorer on that team. Um, I think he's playing really inspiring basketball. Um, when we played you guys on New Year's Eve, Benny Williams had a great game also. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, man, he's talented. You know, we just wish, I wish I would see him play like that against other teams, not BC. <laughs> um, and, and it really, the, it comes down to basically, I know I mentioned everyone, but Joseph Girard and Jesse Edwards. Jesse is your rent protector. When Jesse plays well, you guys are basically unbeatable. You know, if he stays out of foul trouble. So, if Jesse gets in foul trouble, it gives the Eagles a chance because, you know, he is the rim protector in that zone. Um, but, again, we have to be able to stop Gerard um, scoring, you know, 20-plus 20, 20 points on us every time. Yeah, and who knows with Benny. That was You saw, I, I tell you this, uh, Donnie, you saw without question the best game he had uh, this season, certainly the best half he had this season in the second half of that game. And this bet, like this Edwards versus Quinton Post, the, the best the Netherlands has to offer going back and forth. Like Absolutely. That, that, that'll be a pretty, pretty fun little matchup, huh? I know. I, I wish it was more one on one, but you know. But we, but we do know that Syracuse uses that. Uh, I call it four out one in zone. Um, but but you know, two great competitors from from Europe. You know, from from the Netherlands, um, battling it out. And I know they're great friends, and that's what it's about. You know, when they get on the court, they compete and play hard. But off the court, they're they're best of buddies. It's kind of like when I played against my cousin Otis Hill. When we were on the court, the way he fouled me and I fouled him, you you didn't think we lived together and played together. <laughs> but but that's what competitive competitive uh, athletes are. They go out there and compete and leave it on the floor, and then after have fun. Well, yeah, our guy Otis didn't pick up many cheapies back in the day. We know that he was uh, he was going to get his money's worth on those fouls in the middle of the zone back back in the day. That's uh, the way it went. All right, uh, Donnie, I've got great to spend a few minutes uh, with you. Have a, a great call with our guy Josh Moore on uh, Saturday, and uh, we'll have to do this again down the line. All right. Yes, it's always a pleasure. At the end of the day, we want everyone to compete and have fun, but no injuries. That is the case. All right, Donia Abrams, thanks so much. She does the color analyst for uh, Boston College basketball on the radio. And, uh, obviously, was a great player back uh, back in the day, in the good old days, in the good old Big East days when Syracuse and BC went to battle. With that, we'll take our final break, come back, final wrap. What's on tap tonight is next. It is QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.